Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome everybody to episode 56 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We are guest free today. In studio is... Andy Bernard. And as always... Tommy. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. I wonder why you didn't get it. We are back with Doug Sprinthal. We're going to be talking about cars today because we don't have an actual guest. We were supposed to get Anton Milton Mukes on, uh, and he bailed late last night, apparently. He's, oh, was it late last night? Yeah, he's kind of a hot shot now. He, apparently mm. CNN and Big MSNBC shot. are a little more important than car selling secrets. Ray Eric just sent me this picture, and it says, A customer with a sense of humor. And it's a Prius from Walzer Toyota, and it has a sticker on it. Can you read the sticker? Cool Prius. I cannot read. Nobody. <laughs> cool Prius. Nobody. It means that they're not cool. Uh, oh, that was a nobody, quote. It means nobody's ever said cool, cool Prius. Oh, oh, Prius. Nobody's ever said a Prius driver is a good driver <laughs> either. That's Holy God, those people are horrible drivers. I have noticed that. I, you what know, they the fall deal? into two camps. They're, they either too just fast or too they're, slow. They either drive like yep. there's no fuel in the tank and the world's going to come to an end, or they are trying to prove that Priuses are cool cars and they drive 90 in the yep. left lane. It is weird. It's it is, very yeah. strange. They never. They seem to never just go the speed limit. You know, I was just talking about this on the on the show this morning at the corner of Theodoreth Parkway and Golden Valley Road in, mm -hmm. in uh, Minneapolis, Golden Valley. I guess that's all Golden Valley there. Once you get across Zenium or something <clears throat> or whatever it is, uh, but in any case, I pull up all like four cars pull up to each stop sign. You know, one all all four stop signs. We all pulled up at the same time, pretty much. Two of the people did not stop, did not signal. They just went right through it. Wow. I mean, when are you going to realize you're going to get smoked, and then it'll be somebody else's fault, right? Yep, that's right. It I, won't be my fault. It'll be, it'll be your fault. I had a midlife crisis last winter and bought a motorcycle. I hadn't ridden for 20 years, and I'm just... I, I'm fine when I'm out in the country, but I'm, I don't like riding in city streets. It's terrible. 
Yeah, oh, you I gotta, can see that. Oh, God, yes. you got to keep your eyes wide open. Talk and text line is wide open. That's 561-228-4061. I'll say that again and get it out right this time. 561-228-4061. I've got some stories here. Officer Dave confirms our Prius stereotype, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, Officer Dave, call on our side now. We're going to have Officer Dave in as a guest again. Well, oddly enough, he just texted saying, I don't, I know I'm not much of a guest, but I'm available on August 13th if that works. So well, I think we'll go. go ahead and book that. Officer Dave, yeah. I talked to him this morning on the KQ Morning Show. I heard him call in. He's a good guy. So I got something oh, God, for you to read, Tom. This is, uh, oh, something for me to read? These are models that All are right. discontinued in 2020. They're not going to make these cars. Oh, I saw one of them that makes me sad. I know, I know. I, you know, which, one I know which one it is, and it's on the list. The Oldsmobile. <laughs> yes. The Beltfire 6. The Hupmobile. Yeah. Studebaker uh, hardtop. Models that will bow out during 2020. The Toyota Yaris. Which is a terrible never car. Never heard of it. Uh, Chevrolet Sonic. I've never even heard never of that. That's a little tiny roller skate car, too. The Yaris is like that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip the next one because it's going to make me tear up. Uh, Ford Flex. I think Don Shelby oh, yeah. had one of those, didn't he? Yeah, that's a, no. He had a Fusion. A Flex Fusion. was okay. Ford's okay. attempt to make a groovy looking minivan. It was really a square looking oh, thing. Okay. Toyota Prius C. What is a C? A C is the small Prius. What to- oh, Toyota okay. built a whole bunch of different Priuses for a few years, and it's the only ones that really survived are the the real Priuses. The C was a like a another micro car. So there's quite a few really small cars. So, C for small. Yeah. Kamal? No, is it Priuses or Prii? I think it's Prii. Huh. I think it is Prii. And if you're in England, they call it Prius. 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 They're just so, being yeah, difficult. Yeah, I'm noticing a trend of very small cars yep. going away. Yeah, it's true. Cadillac CT6. What is that? That's a mid-sized car. That's about the size of a Chevy Impala. Still pisses me off. These discontinued my Cadillac. I love that car. Which one? <clears throat> the electric one. Oh, the ELR. Yeah, the ELR, yeah. That. that was a great car, man. Love that car. Uh, Chevrolet Impala. Yeah, it's oh, gone. Chevy Impala. Wow, that's terrible. I mean, that name's for, been around. Yeah. I think probably since the mid '50s. I'm sure somebody will call in and say, "Oh, it's 1952, you idiot." That's it. I'm just guessing. Oh, I'm by the way, surprised. That's yeah. You'd think the brand recognition there would you uh, think work well. The Jaguar XJ. I know going the away. XJ's oh, going. This is the God. last year. Chevy Impala, 58. 58, okay. Wow. That there you close. have the 60 Fi- years. Fiat 500. I don't know See, what that's that is. See, that's the, another one of these little shoebox cars. Oh, that was tiny one. When, when Fiat bought Chrysler during the recession through the bankruptcy in 2009, they thought that this would be a great opportunity to introduce Fiat product into America, and it's been pretty much a complete disaster. Yeah, that's too bad. Buick Regal. Yeah, they they brought that back, I think, in 14 or 15, lasted four or five years. I don't believe Buick actually makes a passenger sedan anymore. They don't? Yeah, I think they stopped the lacrosse as well. So the Riviera's gone? Riv's gone. Damn it. Dodge Grand Caravan. I had about 80 of those when yeah, I worked I, with I Gary Holman. Yeah, I burned through quite a few, few of those, and this is the last year for that. The, the, you know, they, they more or less replaced it with a Pacifica, which is, for a minivan, it's kind of groovy, but they kept the old boxy Grand Caravan for fleet sales and stuff like that. There you go. Uh, the Dodge Journey. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that was never not one of my favorite cars. It tried to be a minivan. Uh, they make all-wheel drive ones. I, I read in an article that it's 
has the dubious distinction of the last four-speed automatic transmission sold in the United States. Oh, is that See, right? most cars have, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. They're much more fuel-efficient that way. The Ford Don Shelby. <laughs> yep, the Fusion's dead. The Fusion's wow, dead. Wow, really? Yep. Yeah. It's not going to happen. The only passenger, the only passenger car that Ford's going to make is the Mustang, I believe. Hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. I think the Mustang's all that's left. Yeah. That's what I heard. Uh, are they eventually going to make them take that name off that car? I don't think so. Mustang? He's a notorious anti-Semite. Well, Mustang is also a type of horse. No, no, no. He's no, talking no, about Ford. Ford. I was going to say, what's wrong with Mustang? Yes, the Mustang. The horses ran over Jews. It was unbelievable. I think yeah, Ford Henry, is Henry just... Ford and I can't remember Hitler. the first name of uh, Firestone. Harvey. Was it Harvey? No, that's, Harvey. that's Firestein. Yeah, Never mind. it might still be, though. It might be it right. Might, and Mark Twain all were neighbors in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were. They lived right. in the same block. They did. They lived on the same block. But Henry was not. not it a, is Harvey. Not a, it is Harvey. Okay. Yeah, it is Harvey, yeah. Not a fan of the Jews. No, not at all. I don't know what the hell was it. Was Mark Twain not a fan of the Jews either? I No, I think he was pretty progressive, actually. That's what I you thought, know, some yeah. of his quotes were. Uh, I, can't, I wish I could remember it, but it's about the, why people need to travel so they realize what the world's like and yeah. stop being a-holes. Now, obviously, he's Mark Twain, so he said it much more eloquently than that. But. And he should have come up with a new name, nickname for Joe in his books, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 wanna, let's come up with a, with a different nickname, shall we? Uh, the Honda Fit. Another really small car. It is a very small car. Yep. Did I go the Honda Civic Coupe? Yeah, see now two doors are dead too. And I always thought those Civic Coupes were kind of groovy. I yeah. would I you know, I talked to our, our Honda team about that. I said that'll be of all these cars that are disappearing, that'll be the one that'll people be looking for for a while. So right. if you can load up on them. Sometimes when they discontinue a car you go, There's a it's a little bit of a cult car. You're not gonna sell a ton of them, but if you're the only dealer that has them, you'll people will find you. How about the Cadillac Alante? Is that ever coming back? I don't think so. Damn it! I had one. I loved it. Did you really? You had some cool Remember cars. Remember what uh, happened to my Cadillac Alante, Andy? Remember that? No. When you were a little boy, you oh, got in the car. Oh, was that that car? Yeah, that was uh, that car. Why don't you tell them what you did to my car? Brand new Cadillac Alante. Well, I mean. And those were, what, early 80s? Yeah, no, late 80s. I was probably four Yes, yeah, so it was oldest. 1990. So it was an, I think it was an 89 or okay. 90. So I think a, so. I was a four-year-old left in alone in a car. You know. No, actually, nope. you got in the car. No danger there. No, you got in the car. <laughs> That's you not how leave. Alex and I remember it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was also car parked on a hill. No, 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 no. That was the caravan you did. Oh, that, that was the caravan. <laughs> oh. That you ran almost ran off a cliff. Oh, okay. The Alante, I have no idea then. Uh, you were about. Probably five, you're four or five years old. This is immediately after the caravan, huh? I get in my car, my Cadillac Alante, and it won't start. Because my young four or five-year-old son got in and reprogrammed the computer in the car. You don't remember doing that? No. Oh, that was a huge problem you created. I, I don't know what you did, but you re... The guy comes in and goes, why did you reprogram the computer? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you reprogrammed the computer. I said, no, I didn't. Why are you able to reprogram the computer? Well, that was the early... About that same time, I we had taken... An, we had a little sports car a dealership over in downtown Hopkins, but we'd, we'd service the trade-ins in uh, Inver Grove, and I lived there. So I would drive trades home, drop them off at the store, pick them up. Right. 
and I was driving an old Trofeo, if you remember that. Probably about oh, the, the Trofeo, same yeah. vintage sure. as the Elante, because that was General Motors' first touchscreen cars. And right. So I'm driving down 169, trying to figure this out, and I see messages, and I'm like, oh, what's this? And it was obviously owned by a couple, and the guy was leaving all these dirty messages for his wife. Oh, really? So I'm going 65 miles an hour, reading all these things, going, oh, this is kind of cool. I looked up, there's a semi stopped about 50 yards Oh, God! I nailed the brakes, just about hit them, wound up in the ditch. Oh, God. So don't be a distracted driver. (laughs) No, do not be a distracted driver. Mercedes SLC, which one? This is the smaller one? Okay, so, yeah, and that's the one that breaks my heart. SLC has only been made the last couple years, but it replaced Mm -hmm. what was called the SLK. It was really the same car that right. came out in late 90s uh hard top retractable two-seater i owned a 2003 you've seen that pewter car i sold yep. it a couple of years ago i i kick myself for selling that little car i just love that thing. yeah i understand this is the one from my childhood that really may breaks my heart because when i would see these going up and down plymouth avenue west broadway lowry whatever the lincoln continental you know and that's oh. And it's funny because they just brought that back, I think, three years ago. Yeah, I think that's right. And there's a lot of buzz about it at the auto shows and stuff, and it was a gorgeous car, and they just, it didn't sell. And they went from suicide doors to clamshell doors. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We'll take a break. Be right back. More with Car Selling Secrets. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back with episode 56 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Just having a little fun talking cars. Talking text line is wide open, 561-228-4061. Got another kind of cute story for you, Tom, if you want to read this. Yeah, actually, we we don't have a guest. I actually do some 
a little prep work. All right, let's see if you can so look at this as if it were backwards. Well, I get the that part. Oh, I get it. You got it? <laughs> so what is it? It's it's X3222A. X3222A. Yes. And if you look in your rearview mirror and that car is behind you, it will say ass sex. Yes, it will. <laughs> so they made him take it off his car. Remember the Seinfeld episode where Kramer bought the car from the proctologist and he had the man? custom plates on there that said ass man? It said, it said ass I'm man. Cosmo Kramer, the ass man. The ass man. <laughs> uh, he was a great character. Oh, we God. have a call from Officer Dave. Officer Dave, ladies and gentlemen, you're on both shows today. That's pretty good. Don't you cops ever work? I don't think we can hear him. Apparently this one does because he's not on Skype. I don't think he meant to call us. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Mm. Well, he'll call back if he meant to call. Yeah. Yes. Not a problem. Tesla CEO Elon Musk said last week that his company is close to developing software that can perform fully autonomous driving. I am not looking forward to this, Doug. I'm not either. I'm not looking forward to fully autonomous driving because how many accidents are going to be? Recently, however, one Tesla customer posted a video showing how the company's autopilot uh, software mistook a Burger King sign for a stop sign. <laughs> the fast food chain turned the clip into a social media ad. The video shows the Tesla slowing down and flashing the message stopping for traffic control as it nears a Burger King alongside <laughs> the road. <laughs> The software eventually ignores the sign and resumes driving normally. Happens every time I drive up this road, the customer wrote on YouTube. Smart cars are smart enough to brake for a whopper. Uh, Burger King said in a video on its Twitter account, artificial intelligence knows what you crave. It offered a code for a free whopper to anyone who posted a picture of their Tesla at one of its restaurants using the hashtag autopilot whopper. Autopilot whopper. So first we have to spend $100,000 on a car to get a free whopper. <laughs> Uh, one user replied, trust me, if I had money to buy an autopilot car, I wouldn't be eating this. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> the customer who posted the original video later added an update saying that the next version of autopilot was no longer confused about the Burger King sign. Good learning, Tesla, he said. We've got All somebody right. that's trying to call in. Yeah, I've figured out the problem. Skype was a little confused okay. right now. It oh, so we got it. It's not the best made application in the world. Is this John Wilton? Yes, sir. All right, you are live. What's John, up, John? Uh, John? I am live. You are. You texted me this morning go, hey, I got a couple of car stories. And I said, well, why don't you save them for the podcast? Give us a call. So what's up, bud? Yeah, I don't know how this works with this podcast thing. So, so we're live. We are live. Most podcasts are pre-recorded, but we're ballsy enough to just broadcast it live. Let's put it out there. <laughs> is it G-rated? No, it's not. Not always. <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically, I, you, you've been in it for 35 years, from what I hear. Yep. Actually, Arf. probably a little longer than that. Eighty. I'm from the class of 83 is when I started. So it would be 37 So, so I was 13. Okay, I was 13 years old. And my friend's uncle had a car lot on Lake and Harriet, okay. across from Paul Williams' Paul Williams Tire before sure. Bobby and Steve's. Yep. You know, and uh, we didn't even have driver's licenses, and we were running cars back and forth for what you know was North Star Auto Auction back then. Oh sure. 
So the old, the old little North Star. Yeah, yeah. So we were running cars back and forth before we even had driver's licenses, and uh, selling cars uh, back in the day was was crazy. But so is this kind of some car selling secrets too that you guys talk about? Yep. Yeah, we talk about all kinds so, of stuff. This is an odd episode where we are actually talking about cars. We've had politicians and comedians and musicians <laughs> on and stuff, so it's just sort of all over the map. Funny, funny. Well, I mean, we don't want to tell everybody about some of the secrets, you know, like spray painting windshield wipers and, and you know, and covering all kinds of trim with spray paint and all that kind of stuff. Well, let's just say that the pick. guys that survived by selling cars on Lake Street were... Creative. <laughs> they were creative. Oh. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Part right? of the reconditioning process in a lot of those stores was you had, they called them uh, clockers. And they were guys that would yeah. come in and they would spin miles back. You know, every car on oh, Lake yeah. Street had 32,000 miles on yes, it. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or when you had to run the ad back in the Star and Trip, I mean, I think it was like 75 bucks to run an ad for like the, a week or yep, something. Of course, this is right. long before Craigslist and stuff. Yeah, and that's... then you just let the one ad run, and then when calls would come in, you say, no, we just sold that one, you know, five minutes ago, but we got this or this or this. You know, you try to sell them on something else. Yep, that's right. That's uh, one of the best jobs in the Twin Cities for a long time was being a, a ad rep for the Star Tribune. <laughs> Oh, I suppose. You had to go yeah. to a meeting uh, until 9.30 and then uh, 10.30 tee off. And then it was martinis at uh, Jennings Reg Coats <laughs> at 4 in the afternoon. And I like then it. rinse, wash, and repeat. Win Windmill Cafe after uh, North Star. Windmill Cafe or the House of Woo we hit for lunch after after North Star. I love the House right of Woo. Right on 13 there. So when you were yeah, at North Star. Yeah, you remember Star, that was, one, Tommy? Yep, do, I you, do. do you remember Orv scored all? He was he would have run North Star uh, back in those days, or Jimmy Rosine. Or if that Jimmy, that rings a bell. How about okay? So Mudge, Bill, Bill Mudge was my friend's uncle. Okay. Um. So I, yep. And then, uh, well, Uncle Tom uh, was, um, uh, gosh, my, my brain for a second here. Um, Jeff Thompson, Thompson Auto Brokers. Oh, okay, Jeff. sure. Yep, Dean, or Dean Stever. Dean Stever, he was a car jockey from way back. Um, Brian Crowder, whose whose son now is Andy Crowder, and he works with Jeff Belzer. Okay, he works for Belzer, but um, but yeah, I mean, we had a. I mean, we used to test drive those cars up and down. They had that test run thing at North Star where you could actually run that, them back. That's and forth actually a drag strip. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Yeah, and then that one in Dayton, Minnesota, was that ABC Auto Auction? Yeah, it's been a bunch name? of different things. Uh, Miller yeah. started it. It got bought out. It was ABC and then Odessa, uh, and that's yeah. still up and running. And Is then it? the big one, of course. It's, it's probably uh, a Mannheim now. No, it's not. It's still an independent. Okay. Uh, the Mannheim ones are North Star and MA, Minneapolis Auto Auction are, are Mannheim ones. Yep. And I remember when they built the new MAA up in uh what is it, Osseo? The place is just enormous. Because oh, yeah. the old one, the one that I learned on was when MAA yeah. was down on, by Medicine Lake. And I got my instructions uh, from yeah. my boss, was Paul Walzer. He goes, okay, here's a blue book, and here's a bunch of checks. So when you get there, <laughs> ask for Mr. Hecker. He'll show you around. Denny Hecker owned the auction at Denny the time. Hecker, okay. And, oh, oh one last thing, don't drink beer in the lanes because they used to have keggers in the lanes at the auction, and you'd, yes. you'd sit there and drink beer. 
Yeah. The yep. world has changed dramatically. Everything. Now it's all done electronically. Yeah. People are sitting in their offices all over the country bidding on hundreds of yeah. cars at the same time in five different locations. It's really different. Yeah. Two quick things before I go. Um, one thing that I would not use anymore as far as uh, to call people car salesmen, which I, I don't think you, you don't, you don't um, place or identify people as that anymore, you know, you call them uh, representatives, and then you don't. Call, I wouldn't call them used cars anymore. You want to call them pre-owned. Pre-owned. Because when yep. you say used, makes me feel like you know that's like an ex-girlfriend or something. Oh man! I'm I'm in I'm always yeah. inappropriate, and I'll always call them car salesmen. And here's the thing, you know, I, I've debated with <laughs> some really smart yeah. digital advertisers. I, I I get that pre-owned yeah. uh, it sounds better. Yeah. But when people yeah. Google stuff, they don't Google pre-owned yeah. Camry. They Google used, and yeah. you got to oh, show up. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, would you, yeah. if you wanted to buy a used Cadillac? i just go used. Yep, yep. that's right. Yeah. Well, i just go yeah, Cadillac and what year I was looking for. That's yep. what I would do. But just the word used makes me just think it's washed up. I think pre-owned is the terminology I like, I like to think of, but I hear you there. Okay, I'll sell you a pre-owned car when you're ready, and we'll have you work with an account executive. How's that? Oh, I like it. There we go. <laughs> I like that too, Tommy. I like it. All right, you guys are great. I like you guys. Thank hey, you very thanks much, for sir. calling in. And if you want to uh, play this later, go to Car Selling Secrets or the uh, the Family Podcast. It'll show up in both places later this afternoon. Love it. Sounds great. Thanks Good talking with you guys. See you later. We'll take a yeah, break. Bye-bye. Be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Rebel, rebel. We are back. Final segment of episode 56 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We're actually talking about cars today, which is kind of weird. Uh, I pulled a bunch of articles off the interweb this morning that I thought were interesting. This is one that's uh, curious and has to do, we've talked uh, about electric cars. Did we ever get to the... One, the car model discontinued the dad didn't want to read? Yeah, Lincoln Continental. Oh, that's the one that you... That was the one. Make, break. The heartbreaker. Because all the big shots, like I said, going up and down oh, Plymouth Avenue, West Broadway, and Lowry, they all had Lincoln Continental, so I thought that was the coolest car ever. Do you remember the bar on Hennepin, probably about 14th? or It's where the college is now, called the Filling Station? 
Oh, the Philly. Yeah, I do remember the Philly. The cars that were lined up outside of that yeah. place. I mean, there was like, it must have been all pimps because oh, they were yeah. Continentals oh, with the yes. big cut tire kits and Cadillacs and all kinds of stuff. And Two blocks down, Mousies yeah. and the carousel. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my, you want to hear my Mousies story? I've got a bunch of them too from my cab driving days. Okay, Go ahead. So I'm driving now, up. So those that don't know, it was on. 13th and 13th Hennepin. And, Hennepin yeah. and if you were a customer there, it pretty much guaranteed you were a hardcore alcoholic. Yeah, and pretty much guaranteed people that went big there. time booze on. So I'm driving in to do a voiceover. This is years ago, like 35 years ago or something. And I drive by, I don't know when Mousy's closed. It might have been longer ago than that. I don't know. But I'm driving by, and it's like noon. And there is a couple out front. And they're weaving back and forth, but they're making out. She has her hand down his pants, and he's got both hands on her breasts. Right? A noon on Hennepin Avenue, right? So I go, okay. I go and cut my commercial, do a couple of takes, get back in the car, and I drive back out to Hennepin and get out, out to, uh, out to uh, 94. <laughs> and as I drive by, the woman's gone. And the man is lying face down on the sidewalk, humping it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe some drugs going on. And this on is there? at one o'clock in the afternoon. And now it's about twelve thirty, yeah. one o'clock in the afternoon. No, it was not uh, drugs. It was alcohol. Yeah, no, lots of alcohol. That well, and there's a couple drunk. of bars and that. Danny's was another one that was Danny's like that too. Was, yeah, that was absolutely. rough. Oh so Mousy's was, I think that was the same block, block as uh, Harold Peterson's downtown Chevy Town. Might have been. I think he was right. Is that where the Lunds is now? Yeah. I think so. That's 10th, 11th, 12th, something more. No, it's for, you're right. It's 12th or 13th. Yeah. It absolutely it's is. It's hard to remember because it's all changed so much. Oh, my God, that downtown. You know, I'm telling you, where, where, I just drove out to to the Byerly's out in Minnetonka just to grab okay. a sandwich. I yeah, kind of go is. in different directions. I had an hour and a half between the two shows, so I go for a little drive and grab some lunch, right? I cannot believe the changes they've made in that Ridgedale area. Yeah. Holy God, there's these new highway overpasses and underpasses and new buildings everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's really coming along nicely, I would say. Yeah, I remember when they changed that from Highway 12, because Maury Wagner's, his main stores were right on that strip. Yeah, and absolutely. Subaru and, yep. and Alpha and all the other ones. And they, <laughs> they spent about two years digging 394 down, so you can't even see the dealerships right. anymore. They're like 40 feet in the air. I, I know, the old 12 true. used to went right, almost right through the lot. I so. loved old 12. It was two lanes uh, going east and two lanes going west. That was about it. Yeah, that's right. That was about it, but I loved Highway 12 back in the day because you had the, the boulevard was on mm-hmm. Highway 12 out there. and Amalgamated? Amalgamated. Uh, what was it? The Amalgamated Mining some, Company? Mining or company. Or yeah, amalgamated, amalgamated Mining Company. That... And you'd go in a fake elevator. Yeah, right. You were supposed that? to go into a mine shaft. You were supposed to go into a mine shaft. <laughs> like, what are you, what? Like Pothead thought of that. Yeah, Eddie know. Webster's had, they were on, they were right about this neighborhood, weren't they? No, Eddie Webster's down on uh, 494. No, but they had one on 12, too. 12, or, oh, they did. You're yeah, right. You're absolutely right. It was about right west here. West of 100. You're absolutely bit. right. It was about right here. God, I forgot about that Eddie Webster. Andy's like, a lot of them. somebody shoot me? This is so boring. No, it's not boring at all. It's your history, Andy. <laughs> yeah. It's not my history. This is why we don't tear down statues, young man. What's so you can hear stories about... Restaurants that closed 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Where all the uh, all the mafia guys had their own private room. Was on oh, Nicholas? Wasn't Nicholas? 
Well, I mean, putting the nickels in. <laughs> Sorry. But there was one out on, play there. Oh, right by the boulevard. What was the one right next to the boulevard? There were two restaurants there. And they had their own entrance and their own private room in the back. It was unbelievable. All the, all the uh, mafia guys used to hang out in there. I, I mean, I'm talking serious stuff like, you know, the Kennedys, people like that. Yeah. yeah. You know. But, yeah, that, that, to tell you the truth, the Jolly Troll was right down the <laughs> block. God, these are great memories, Andy. You should jump in. Mm-hmm. Well, Maury's Mazda store, that used to be the Pearl Diver the Pearl restaurant. Pearl Diver, yep. I used to go there with Cliffy Siegel. I worked here for for him for a little while. He was a lovely, just a lovely man. That's what I heard. I heard the really guy, really and nice guy. He had it was still round. I think that building. Now they finally still, redid it, but but it it's had still there. This I think gigantic crystal chandelier that was yeah, just it's like it ten did. feet in diameter, right yep. above the receptionist's head. And I said, Maury, where the hell did this thing come from?" And he goes, "Well, you remember the pearl diver used to have uh, all this like Polynesian thatched right. roof around the outside." Right. There was some guy from the lake that wanted all that stuff for, he was building a lanai on his uh, on oh, Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, what do you want for it? And Maury says, well, you got anything you want to trade? And he goes, well, I've got a 100-year-old crystal chandelier. And he goes, okay, I'll do that. So really? Yeah. So that's where the chandelier came yeah, from? Yeah, it was just gigantic. All the receptionists a... were terrified it was going to fall down and kill them because it, <laughs> it, oh, it, must have weighed it was a ton. massive. Yeah, it was a huge thing. It still has the pointed roof, I believe. Maybe yeah, they've taken know, it down now. I haven't. They've done so much remodeling out there over the years. As they added different franchises, I think they've got like Bentley and stuff there. They so it's it's kind yeah, of hard all to kind see. Of right next to, yeah, it is. It's harder to see than it used to. Yeah. But those were were pretty terrific. To tell you the truth. Apparently, uh, Governor Walls just signed the uh, police accountability bill sparked by Floyd's death legislation, which passed a, a divided legislature. With broad bipartisan support earlier this week, uh, ushers in some of the most significant changes to the state criminal justice system in years. The reason I bring that story up uh, is because I, I, it looks to me like the Minneapolis council, the city council, is finally realizing what a stupid idea. Yeah, it was I think to the ecstasy the wore off, and they're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> what a horrible idea! Let's get rid of the police, and we'll just have community people. Yeah, yeah, get them all killed. What a great idea! Do you think people understand? I suppose if you've never lived in a bad neighborhood, you wouldn't know, but they are not going to believe the viciousness that people. No, I know it's it's going to get hideous. I never lived in the north side. Probably the roughest neighborhood I lived in was in the late seventies. I lived at. Uh, 2530 17th Avenue, which is oh, halfway yeah, sure. between Lake and Franklin, Franklin yep. just a block or two off Cedar. And it was rough. In fact, the yep. year after I got out of there, some guy got murdered right in the front yard of where I used to live, and they stuffed his body <laughs> in the front. You know, so Was it one of my uncles? Uh, no, unless you've got a African-American uncle. Well, I might. I don't know. Yeah. Possibility. Maybe we all do. Who knows? Who knows what the situation is? But yeah, that. Uh, yeah, they just do not understand that if you give somebody free reign, one of those. Mad, yeah, they're crazy. These people are psychotic, and if you give them a free pass to do whatever they want without a police force, they're coming for you first because they're going to think you're an idiot. Right. You're a moron. I'm coming after you first. No, it's, uh, it's good. And, and I'm glad that I, I haven't really followed the whole legislature, but I think this was the outcome of the, the, the special session that he called to try to get the Republicans and the Democrats together right. to figure out what they're right. going to do going forward. Because clearly they had to do something. But 
I don't know, this whole Floyd case still, the more things come out, the more stunning it gets. And, you know, the question for me, and we were talking about this before the show, how do you, what runs through your mind that you can just kneel on somebody for almost 10 minutes in the middle of the day, surrounded by people with cell phones and other cops? And then you learn that the guy hasn't paid taxes in four or five years. How do you think that people aren't? You're not going to, I don't get and it. And they it's knew one weird. another. They keep avoiding that. Yep. The fact that they did know one another. Uh, and Floyd, I don't know, apparently he had a long arrest record or something. And yeah. Not here. Not necessarily. I don't think he did here. I but think he, he was from wrote. Texas originally, wasn't he? I think he? that's right. I think you're right about that. Because isn't that, that where, he, where he was buried? Uh, yes. Houston, maybe. And it's but they, I mean, it's a situation where apparently it was just the two guys that did, should have never met happened to hook up there and that tragic end to it all i don't know man why you'd want to why you they told him don't think he's had enough i think he's out no 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 i'm he's staying right here why he wanted to do that well Floyd was a lot bigger than him because chauvin's not a very big guy is he so it might have been that deal too i don't know he he was handcuffed so yeah i don't know man oh geez the show's over already (laughs) it is well it's amazing flew by and i got tons of stories left oh well Call me, uh, at, uh, email me at dougatwalzer.com, and I'll share all these cool stories we didn't have time to get to. Well, we can get to them next No, I'm just kidding. It's really they negative. that cool. You did the best. Well, I mean, maybe. Oh, here's the here's one. you got to read this one, and then okay, we'll, we'll do it on out. We'll just go a little bit longer. This That's is not a problem. Just the circled part. Just the circled part. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies I'm here. And gentlemen. To, it's time for the news. While Tesla Incorporated helped popularize the notion that electric vehicles can be fun to drive, Ford Motor Company is trying to take that idea a step further. The automaker unwrapped uh, a one-off racing prototype called the Mustang Mach E1400. I've actually seen pictures of this car. There's a picture on the back side. Oh, there is. Oh, Jesus, what a great-looking car, man. That thing looks like it wants to kick your ass. We want to buy a Ford dealership. Any Ford guys tired of the fight and want to sell the walls, or we, that's the one we don't have. Exactly. Uh, the Mustang Mach E 1400, uh, featuring seven mo- seven motors, fourteen hundred peak horsepower. The vehicle not intended for production comes on the heels of a Cobra Jet fourteen hundred electric prototype released earlier this year. Ford plans to use the Mach E fourteen hundred as an example of what an electric vehicle can do on the track as it tries to build excitement for the launch of the Mach E crossover this year. The company said it will introduce the Mach E fourteen hundred prototype at a NASCAR race soon and equip the vehicle with passenger seats that hint at the ability to offer test rides. The prototype comes with three motors attached to the front differential and four attached to the rear. Ford says the design lends itself to drifting or high-speed racing. Sounds like a blast. Ford's uh, got Top a lot end. of good press this week. They just yeah, they they did. started taking the first orders on the Bronco, and they're, they're going hard after the Jeep Wrangler. And Jeep Wrangler is a very popular brand. They sell about 250,000 uh, units every year. So Ford has taken it to them, and that's one franchise. There's two that we don't have that I know the boys would dearly love, Volkswagen and Ford. We've got pretty much everything else. Uh, so it, it's kind of cool that they're building groovy stuff like this again. And that new Mustang E, it doesn't really look like a Mustang, but it's yeah, I saw one. They, they, they've got a lot of orders in the bank on that thing. So the world's changing. Uh, old cars are going away, and new ones are prop, got, cropping up. And I guess that does it for episode 56. We'll be here next week with more fun. Same bat time, same bat channel.